0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. And I'm Sachin. And we're coming to you from the internet. Yes. So,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sachin, oh, baby, it's been a while since, uh, since we did an Irregular Search for Truth podcast. It has podcast. Been a while. yeah. Uh, would you care to update our uh, listening audience, our vast listening audience, as to uh, the, the major events in, in your life?
1: Well, I think the last time we spoke, I was engaged, and I'm no, no longer engaged. I'm now married. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm now married. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Uh, Good. I uh, I went and I, I do some pl- tree planting on the weekend sometimes for, like, volunteers and stuff, and there's one one volunteer who's always like, still engaged? And it's like, I think he thinks that we had a really long engagement, which he might have. I'm not really sure. It was, like, 15 months. And, like, he'd be like, still engaged? That's pretty long. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know. It takes a long time to plan a wedding. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, especially, I mean, this this wedding was quite an event. It and was so quite an event. It took a long it, time. But it took uh, a long time planning.
1: But, yeah, so the, I saw him the other day, and he's like, still engaged? And I held up my hand, and I'm like, nope, look, I'm married. So, yeah, I got married. A little bit of a...
0: Then were you like, take that, sucker.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't Whoa! have
0: anything to ask. We go.
1: Yeah, I, I always thought <laughs> it was kind of a weird question to ask in the first place. Because, like, uh, you know, there are, I mean, I think in this day and age, I, I know a few people whose engagements have been broken off. And it's sort of an awkward question. Like, hey, still engaged? Like, mm. hey, no, with thanks. <laughs> 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 thanks for bringing that up. Well, that know, was... <laughs> I, I have a feeling,
0: and this is, I've, I've never met this guy. I have no idea who you're talking about. But just the way that you said it. You said still engaged, like imitating that guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I sort of have a feeling that that was like his kind of, I don't know, almost his like a conversation starter or something like that. It was like he has a thing to say to you.
1: Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been saying this for like a year. Like I think, you know, whenever I see him, he's like, it still engaged? I'm like, yeah, you know, It's like funny. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not offended by it. But it's just, I think sometimes when you ask these questions, it's, there. there is like this I'm not sure if it, if the, the reward outweighs the risk or not, you know? Like, um, when you ask people like, Oh, are you gonna have kids? It's like, we've been married for three years. Are you, are you guys going to have kids? Like, yeah, we've been trying and we can't. Thanks for bringing that up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. it's like, how come you guys haven't had kids yet? Like, well, uh... Uh, well, I was actually
0: born without <laughs> testicles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah i mean it's like i mean it's i think it is, oh sorry you know i mean, yeah. think it's, it's sort of the things that like you know mothers and do- like you know parents and like you know family friends will be like asking like, oh like we want you that friend we want we're excited for you why don't you you know you haven't got married yet or you have any kids yet let's go hey but it's like you know there is this sort of risk of it like going very very sour you know yeah so yeah. I, I I don't know I guess it's it's maybe it's still not um to a point where it's not it's not worth worrying about those things, but maybe someday when i don't know fifty percent of fifty percent of, it, 50% of engagements on, break off or something <laughs>
0: well if you know there there's the trend in uh in like television sitcoms and stuff over the last few years they've gone more and more to like the awkward moment humor oh yeah well, yeah, you know. So if you were so into awkward humor, like just like the uh, the sort of like, like oh god teeth on edge kind of moments yeah. that make you laugh when you're watching them on TV, if you're so into that that you enjoy them in real life also, then you know those sorts of questions there there's no holding back.
1: Yeah, the real <laughs> Michael Scott moments, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> gonna have a, gonna have kids soon? No, no. I, I had a terrible uh, vice accident when I was a child, and
1: I can't have children. Vice. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Like a you were vice. caught in a vice or something.
0: What? Say that again. A vice accident. Like a like a vice something that you clamp pieces of wood together with. Or so you
1: were caught in a vice or something, or you like somehow became infertile.
0: Yeah. I was thinking of a particular part of the anatomy, but. Let's not go there. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right,
1: all right. So, yeah, I, I got married.
0: I was going to leave that up to the listener's imagination. Ah.
1: <laughs> it's just sort of an odd... Me. I think it's like an odd tool. I don't think people use, like, vices so much anymore. I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe us, like... <laughs> uh, more?
0: All right. <laughs> A vice. people used to use vices I mean now, like you
1: know now that we're like all soft and like you know we uh, have our all manual labor all outsourced to, like you know China and uh, other places like that nobody knows how to use any tools anymore my tools sh- my, right. my tool so shed you know, has like actually... go ahead I've got like you know my tool shed has like two hammers five screwdrivers and a wrench. No, I don't even have a wrench. I have one of those weird, like, uh, plier wrench things. But, like, sometimes, like, you know, when I need to adjust something, like, on my bike or, like, a little thing, I'm like, oh, I don't have that tool. I'm just not gonna fix it. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tighten it with my fingers, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I got, uh, I got married, so that was a big, uh, landmark congratulations and then uh, and then we went to New York for a honeymoon for about a week and that was fun
0: New York City
1: yeah 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 and I think we got to participate a little bit in the global warming it was like the last weekend in October and it was 70 75 degrees the entire week it was except for the very last day where it kind of came back to what you might expect for late October in New York City to be like you know 60 55 degrees but like for four days it was just like 70 75 degrees I went out one night without a jacket and I was just I don't even, I was, I was speechless. I just didn't know how to react. I, just, I was like, what where where about my stuff? I don't, what's going on? Coming from San Francisco,
0: going out without a jacket is, I mean,
1: it's amazing. And, and it, in New York City, in October, you know, it's just like, I, I you, you know, you get on the defensive, you don't trust it. When, when is it going to start getting cold? Why, why is it 11 o'clock at night? I'm still okay here. What's going on? But it was, it was really cool, you know, and like. We you know stayed in a, a like a the W, which is kind of like a nice hotel in like Midtown Manhattan, and, and just ate out every night, you know, and went to go see a show. We went to saw da- we saw David Letterman like a taping of his show. So, oh wow, how was know, that? It's hard to have a bad time when you're doing all that stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what so, was the
0: uh, taping of the Letterman show like?
1: It was cool. Uh, have you ever been to a TV shape a TV show taping before? No, I haven't. It's, uh, it's, an, it's a different experience than watching it on TV, of course. Um, I've actually been... This is my second television show taping, or actually my third. I went to go see a taping of The Price is Right when I was in college. Nice. And uh, that was, like, our favorite show, I you know, for no reason at all, other than, like, we were in college and we all sat around and watched it, I guess. But it's just, like... Obviously, that show's kind of lame, but it's still kind of fun to get into if you want to be into it. And so we were really excited to go see it, but it's... You know, like with David Letterman and with the, The Price is Right. it's just I think when you see a taping, it just sort of like, takes the magic out of it. You know, the cameras are really like they do a trick. Like, I don't somehow they just they make it seem different. They make it seem a lot more exciting. The magic
0: I, of The Price is Right.
1: Exactly. You know, it's like during the commercial yeah. breaks they like you Barker's know, the, Bob, Barkle, Bob Barker, Bob Barker, go and walk and talk some business to people, and not. It's not like. <laughs> it's not like that all the time, you know? <laughs> so do they
0: do they entertain you in the breaks or are you just sort of sitting there waiting?
1: Well, uh, Like price... on Letterman. Is
0: there is there people telling jokes and stuff
1: or... On Letterman, like uh, before the show starts, there's like a, a guy who warms up the crowd with like some stand up. And then during the okay. um, during the show it's just the band they play a song for like, you know, two and a half minutes or however long the commercial break is. But it, it's just like, you know, it's like really loud and it's like Paul Schaefer's band and like the kind of music they play, it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, just like, it's, like it's like show music, show band music or something, you know, it's like, all right, cool. You know, it's like, they have a guitarist and a bassist and like a drummer and, you know, horns and the horn guy will solo for a little bit and the guitarist will solo. It's like, yeah, all right. So they, they
0: actually take, the whole time period, like it's as if the show were live when they're taping it. They yeah. they play the exact amount of music that the commercial break will take. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like they don't like say, okay, let's go to commercial, now let's take fifteen minutes, no. set up something else and whatever.
1: No, so it's like basically the, the the taping was like an hour long. Okay. And so I mean we, we, were, there, we were there we were there for a little longer, but it was about an hour long. Yeah. Uh. And, uh, yeah, and so, like, go ahead. Who'd he interview? Uh, He interviewed uh, this singer named Taylor Swift. Okay, the country singer girl? Yeah, yeah, she got, uh, I think she got interrupted by Kanye West at the, uh, some some award show somewhere. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Seth Meyers, the news guy from SNL. Okay. Yeah, so it was a good show. And she, she was the musical guest also, so she performed some music from her new album, which, you know, it's not my style of music, but people enjoyed it. Okay. But yeah, it's funny, because like before they, before they get you in the taping, they're like, okay, guys, we want you to be really excited, and they have all these people, like, they must be actors. You know, or like, uh, you know, actors, like, you know how actors have these, all these sort of jobs before they, before they hit it big? Like, you know, they like waitresses and waiters and things like that. These guys were... were obviously ushers of the tonight show or the the late show because they're all like hey guys are you guys having a good time are you ready all right dave's like looking forward to seeing you let's all practice yelling and screaming and getting really loud they're like you know pumping the crowd up like we're getting them really keyed up uh-huh. because i guess that really like you know sort of adds the it's just like you said about the wedding it's like you can't really plan for a wedding to be fun but when it is it just really is fun you know and it's like you can't it's difficult to make a show fun, like a taping fun, especially when the audience is so removed. Obviously, they're not part of it; the, they're just there to watch, right? But I guess like their laughter sort of like helps everything. You know, everybody feels happier on stage, right? The guests are more likely to share. Dave Letterman's more likely to be excited or something like that if the whole audience is into it. But it's like we're just out the street. We've been standing in line for two hours, so they like pumped us up. They're like, all right, everybody practice like yelling and screaming, and then be like. Wah! like that wasn't loud enough Ah!" you know (laughs) so it was a little you do your
0: impersonation of paul schaefer's band again
1: (laughs) oh i don't know i think i only got one in me
0: just try it one more time
1: that's brilliant like let's it. let's hear your impersonation, because I feel like you know that sort of captures the essence, but maybe maybe I'm way off. Of, of Paul
0: Schaefer's fan? yeah. Right, I'm going.
1: There you go. That last part is very key, I think. <laughs> I think you had a little bit of a Seinfeld in there, also.
0: Oh yeah, maybe I was getting confused. Oh well, life goes down.
1: But yeah, it was so. It's like it's it's cool to go see it because you kind of you like, you kind of see the back scene, the backstage sort of like. It's almost like when you watch a back, back um, behind the scenes documentary of a movie or something like that. It almost takes mm-hmm. the the magic away because it's like oh it's just basically people doing business you know it's like, things are like very running on time you know, uh, this person is here, this person's here, you know, and then as soon as the camera goes away, everybody's off the stage, you know, and then nobody's laughing anymore. It's just like, okay, let's get this shot in or whatever. So, I don't know. It's fun. It's definitely fun, I think. And maybe that's me just overthinking it. Like, I, I know I talked to um, my wife and she...
0: Quick. Okay. Apologies to the listeners for uh, the break-in service. Boo <laughs> We'll fix that part later um anyway so paul schaefer is a interesting musician david letterman is a crazy cat the honeymoon was good though
1: yeah it was good it was good nice Nice. do you like new york yeah yeah i've been there before a couple times and uh yeah i like it it's uh it's you know it's just great it's just new york i mean it's like i think you could, i mean it's so it's so easy to say there's no other place like it you know <laughs> but uh it was cool you know there's always huge buildings and people everywhere and I think you know it's it's for certain people that's a good thing you know uh, like if you like the big city and you got a cool place to stay then it's great you know I can imagine it being it's very expensive yeah and I can imagine if you didn't have a job or you didn't have a job that paid you you know enough or whatever it'd be a tough place to live you know and it's like It's the center of, you know, the world in in certain senses, you know, like, like, you know, all sorts of studios are there and major companies have their head, you know, their headquarters there and all that stuff. So it's just, you really feel like, I don't know, I like going there because you can walk five blocks and you'll see five amazing things, you know, without even trying, you know, you'll walk through Rockefeller Center, you know, just like part of that's just part of your day and like oh there's Times Square oh there's Broadway oh there's you know like the headquarters for this corporation or that corporation which is you know I'm not really going to act like you know I bow down to corporations and those are my things but it's like you know it's the same time it was like it's a pretty influential building right there you know like some pretty influential people what's that you don't bow down to corporations no no you know I'm you know how I am why, why not I don't know
0: eloquent
1: argument no I I was you know it's like I'm just saying like not to put too much uh, weight on the importance of uh, corporations and like why that should be the highlight of your day when you go on a walk in New York I'm just saying Carnegie Hall and you know the Empire State Building and all that stuff they're just there you know like the the Museum of Metropolitan Art Central Park it's just part of your daily routine and you know it's interesting that you hear about all these things all the time, and maybe it's the problem with TV. Like, they just glorify New York. Like, all a lot of sitcoms are based in New York, like Seinfeld is New York, and the Friends is New York. So they're always like, you always feel like you have to be in New York, because that's what everybody talks about. So when you go there, it's just you feel like this, like, wow, I'm in New York, and there's that thing, right? You know, I'm not from here, and I don't spend a lot of time here, but I almost feel like I know where I am, because like, everybody, oh, you know what the village is, you know what the Upper East Side is, the Lower West Side, you know, Midtown, Brooklyn and the Bronx. You just heard of all these places. So it's just, that's cool to go there, I think. I like that.
0: Well, oh, nice.
1: So what's going on I with s- you? What's going on with you?
0: Well, I, uh, for those of you who are just joining us, I am not in San Francisco anymore. I'm in Kenya. Uh, and, um, I just, uh, I just took my first safari this weekend uh and that was a lot of fun. We went to a big national park called Savo East. Saw a lot of really cool animals. Um uh and we were camping uh out there and it was it was just a really fun uh weekend. Um one thing I wanted to to share though was uh so you go out and you know you've done uh, these safaris where you're, you're basically driving around, uh, with, we were a bunch of, uh, friends who knew each other. Um, so we were all in this van together, driving around this park, looking for animals to look at and that sort of thing. But it's, you know, it's a long day. It's hot. Uh, it's really dry. And finally you start heading home and, uh, and, you know, I'm reading my book and then I, close my book on the drive home we get on the highway and we're doing i don't know 60 miles an hour or something like that and i'm starting to doze off and all of a sudden i hear this bang and i open up my eyes and there's feathers all over the inside inside of the van
1: oh inside
0: on the inside they're like up in the air in front of me (laughs) spreading around in the wind i'm like what the what the hell
1: was so an awesome and prank or something went wrong?
0: There, <laughs> there was a a bird that flew in one of the open windows as we were speeding by at sixty some miles an hour. It was flying some direction at you know whatever a bird flies at, fifteen miles an hour or something like that. Got nailed on the roof of our van. Exploded. Oh my God. And <laughs> then and then like landed dead sort of next to me and and it was funny because i opened my eyes i didn't see the the bird anywhere i opened my eyes i just see all these feathers all over the place and then like people start reacting and and they're like oh my god it's it's a bird it's a dead bird you know it's it's right next to you it's right next <laughs> to you and i was and i just sort of closed my eyes for a second i was like oh god i really don't covered in, like, brains and blood and like, bird pieces, right? I just sort of, like, had to have this moment where I was like,
1: oh, God,
0: what is all over me? What is all over me right now? And, but Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, like, I didn't see anything, I didn't feel anything, but then there was all these feathers all over, and then people are, are telling me there's a dead bird right next to me. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, all right, let's have a look. And and luckily, like the bird, it didn't even seem to, like break the skin. It just like broke its neck when it hit uh, whatever part of the car okay. inside of the car that it. Hit. And uh, and so you know we just we pulled over and tossed it out on the uh, inside of the road. Said so thanks, right. and, <laughs> uh, and and moved on. Uh, but I thought that was like kind of a weird. Uh, you know weird little thing to happen but what was even kind of more ironic is that we had just driven hours you know and and spent hours driving around looking at these you know exotic species that you know you're trying to preserve trying to you know keep even though that's many of them are endangered and then we like get out of the park we're heading home we're like okay back to real life back to work and that sort of thing and then bang Kill an animals. Those, those African animals just exploded in your van. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: <laughs> well, it's like sometimes you try so hard, and yet it's like, well. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh,
0: Another thing that, that was kind of weird on the, uh, on the spire was that, I mean, you're, you're not allowed to, uh, or at least you're not supposed to, get out of your, your vehicles when you're in the park, unless it's in like a couple of specific areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, you know, most of this experience is from a van or something like that. And, uh, and there are all these groups of people traveling around this national park in these vans. And you can almost like, whereas, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, the way you would find these animals, I guess, is you would have, like, a tracker, right? you know, who,
1: right, right, right. who was, like, a
0: really good hunter or something like that, and he would be able to look at some tracks and be like, oh, the lion was here, you know, within six hours from now or something like that, and, you know, he was, uh, or these tracks are old or whatever. But now what you do is you, you drive around these roads and basically you look for where a bunch of other cars are stocked. Oh, yeah. And then you sort of jockey for position, so that the people in your car can uh, can see whatever is being looked at. It's just sort of it's kind of funny that you know like. I mean, it's it's good that you know we're not out there interfering with the animals too much. We sort of stay in our little containers. Right. But uh, but it's at the same time it's kind of strange that here we are in these like, we're in this great wide open space, and yet. There's a cluster of like eight vans all, you know, yeah, yeah. all right next to each other, cramming, everybody's sort of leaning out trying to get a picture. Uh, and and even that, like, um, it's you know getting pictures of things as opposed to just sort of like seeing something and being there. Right. I think right. when you have that those masses of people, uh, all you know, sort of jockeying for position like that, you kind of can forget that it's not necessarily about getting a picture of something. You know, it's yeah. about seeing something that you haven't seen before, and you know, being uh, or at least trying to understand something about about nature and and uh, that kind of I think can get lost uh, when you know you have all these cameras and and you see a cluster of vans and so you speed toward those vans and that sort of thing. But it was still an absolutely awesome uh, trip. I don't know. What do you think about the whole like taking pictures versus not taking pictures so you're actually like, you know, present in the moment?
1: You know, I used to – I definitely have thought about this before because I used to like do – I used to take pictures of everything all the time. I used to carry my camera with me for like –
0: I when that. You know,
1: when digital cameras got really small, it was really easy to carry them with you all the time. So I just made a habit of always having it in my pocket. You know, whenever something kind of interesting popped up, I just took a picture of it. And like I used to, like, I'll post them or, you know, do something with them and just play around with them, send them to friends and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, when I went to events, I was always taking pictures. And, uh, like, you know, whenever I went on vacations, I took, like, hundreds of pictures. And when I got back, I repaired a slideshow and showed all my friends. It was kind of like... The, it's kind of how what's old is new again. Like I think it was always funny. where in the '70s. You would you would see people or you would hear these stories about people inviting people over their house and sort of like trapping them and then showing them the slideshow where they actually had a slide projector. Oh. Let's look at the vacation. <laughs> let's look at the vacation photos. Like oh god, right? I'm like now it's become so easy because you could take a hundred photos again. You just show them on your laptop. It's like hey, do you want to see your vacation photos? Like how many do you have? <laughs> it's like only a hundred. It's like. Pair that down. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> ten pictures. So uh, I I I used to be that guy. Like I used to take hundreds and hundreds of pictures when I would go on vacation, and I I try to do my best to pare them down and like get them down to like forty or fifty, you know. And I think the pictures I did take were pretty interesting, you know. And um, but I think you're right. Like at this at some point, it just felt like it was a lot of pressure to take a good picture, you know. Like I had to, like oh I had to go over here. Like, oh, here we are at this, you know, event or this, um, this landmark or some sort of beautiful thing. Like, let's say we're at Niagara Falls, right? It's like, oh, mm. I should go over to that corner over there to get a really good shot of both the falls. Or I should go over here and stand on this little thing to get, like, the shot without the railing, you know? and like Or get, like, oh, get that boat over there, you know? It's like, I don't know. I don't want to spend my time trying to get a good shot. I just want to spend my time hanging out and say I went to Niagara Falls, right? <laughs> but then... You come back, like, 20 years later, maybe you'll be like, I don't have any pictures of Niagara Falls. Like, it would be cool if I had, like, been there, you know? And then it's also funny because I used to try and... I think most of my my parents would always look at my pictures and be like, why are there no people in these pictures, you know? (laughs) It's like, because the people ruin it! It's like, you don't want a picture of people. You want a picture of the thing you went to go see. But then, you know, when you go back and look at five years later, you're like, well, I guess I could have just got a postcard, you know? I guess maybe it is more interesting... (laughs) to see a picture of you and your friends yeah, in front people, of the yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It's like it's like the people kind of ruin it, especially when it's people you don't know, but then it's then it's at least like you were there and it's more of an accessible photo. Mm. mentally, yeah. in a way, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I've definitely um I don't know, struggled with it as a strong as a strong word, but I, yeah, like I used to carry my, foot in my camera all the time and get all sorts of quirky shots of like things happening and you know, like if I saw a funny sign, I would take a picture of it. So, and I guess camera phones kinda enable that now, so that's not too big a deal. But yeah, I, I definitely tried to be more I don't know, making using the word present makes it seem like I'm really you know, I'm trying really hard at this. It just yeah, I just stopped taking pictures for that for some, some similar reason where you wanna just focus on what you're doing.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean, even though yes, you're you're right, I think saying, you know, being present might be a little dramatic for this concept but it's there's something about
1: no there is something to it when you're
0: doing something for the picture you're not your mind is is almost like in the future it's not uh, it's not necessarily you know paying any attention to what's actually going on you're paying more attention to your camera
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: definitely things out there
1: yeah and uh, Uh, and I mean like
0: I, I noticed that a bit with myself for, you know, this on this safari. I was sort of like, oh, wow, a, this kind of animal. Like, uh, I got to get a picture of this. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's cool to have a picture, but it's also cool to just sort of like have a moment looking at lions or something like that. Right. But it's also, it makes it harder to have that moment when you have a bunch of other vans all
1: kind of jockeying
0: for the yeah.
1: best picture position. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. you're right. And it kind of also, like, you. there's this sort of irony of, like, you want to be, I don't know, maybe you want to be cool or something like that and be the only person out, out there, but there's a reason everybody's out there. Cool.
0: So it seems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like now would be a good time for. A piece. So
0: I, got, I got my list of topics for, uh, for the podcast here. Um, and for a while I would say a week or so there was all this news about like North Korea is you know are we gonna go to war with North Korea? They've been shelling an island. there's all this sort of stuff going on and then it just kind of faded away. like they were they were saying if you do these military exercises, we will be at war. And that seemed to be going on for about a week. And then those headlines just sort of disappeared and there was no follow up. And I'm assuming that the military exercises went ahead.
1: I see. I so, see. I so, see. so you're saying uh, for, you're saying news about North Korea is for chumps.
0: I mean, I guess so. I that's that's the only way I can interpret this. Now, right. I, I get very limited headlines. I don't spend a lot of time, you know, surfing for the news, but
1: yeah, I think that might be a it might also be a function of just the news, right? Like I think the news they focus on like uh, there's a lot a lot of like um flashpoint news maybe, if that's what you want to call it. You know, they'll take you to the uh the latest developments in a situation and then there's no follow-up in it ever, you know? And it's it's difficult cuz there's already so many things to follow up on, right? Like I mean North Korea, like I mean yeah, wars don't necessarily happen. It's weird cuz wars don't necessarily develop or happen, you know, in a week, right? They sort of like it's sort of like an escalation of events. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's ironic because it's kind of like, you think of wars, exciting is definitely the wrong word, but you think of war as being very like, uh, a lot of action and a lot of um, events going on all the time. Whereas like, I think a lot of times these battles, these like famous battles from wars that you learn about, they're all like weeks apart or months apart, you know, it's like the battle of this, this place was, you know, a month after about the battle of this place, you know, and like, they're both sort of pivotal. And so maybe maybe that's the way it is with this. You know, it's like, yeah, they, they totally trumped it up. It's like, you know, it was a little scary for a little bit, I think, right? Because I think it turned out that North Korea had, like, secretly developed a nuclear weapons facility or something like that. And then they, like... Yeah, yeah. And then they just started, like, shelling this island. And it's like, okay, cool, guys. What do you... Uh, what's your story here? <laughs> Why are you doing this? It's like, well, you guys came into our uh, our, our territory by an inch, so we're pretty pissed. It's like... Well, you know, I guess that's probably what the South Koreans would have done, but um, it's a little scary. It's like the risk. I mean, it's like it's funny what the nuclear weapon does, right? It, like, it really changes the game because, like, now it's like, look, we have this gigantic weapon here, and you know, we're kind of nuts, so we might use it, right? So, <laughs> it's like when you deal with somebody who you don't know what they're capable of, you just you're almost like, okay, dude, whatever, whatever, you know, that's cool, do whatever you need to do, and then we'll all back <laughs> off and let you have, and that's. That's probably why a lot of countries are trying to get that nuclear weapon so they can do what North Korea does. They can just like basically do these attacks and everybody has to really think twice before they really retaliate. And so I I've think going back to your question, I have no idea. I, I mean, you're right. It's like it did kind of simmer down, but I think things are probably pretty tense over there still. I think they, what the US sent over like a naval aircraft carrier or some sort of ship over there or yeah. something to sort of yeah. add fuel to the fire. <laughs> You know that's another wrinkle to the whole situation. It's like, are they doing this? Are they like acting all weird because they have this new guy? And like, they, I think earlier um, this year, maybe just a couple months ago, they had this like uh, party meeting where they sort of installed him for the first time as some high up dignitary or high up general or yeah. person of power. You know, even though of course he has no experience in anything, but it's like that's how yeah, that's how you first do it. And it's like uh, okay, so this guy is now you know on his way to ascension, on his way to like sort of taking over from his father, and uh, they're doing this stuff. This is this sort of like uh, hey, this is how you act nuts, you know? <laughs> like this is how you, uh, this is this, <laughs> this, this is kind of how you set the tone. Right? Is this? I mean, is this sort
0: of a standard procedure that has just been magnified to a sort of a autocratic dictatorship level, like? Like if you're working on a project and the project manager gets switched out, do you guys all on the project kinda like do weird stuff for about a week just because the project's a little different now? It's like we better I don't know, change this aspect or run the program eight hundred times.
1: Are you talking about me and my work? Yeah. I mean
0: like say that say you get a new project manager. It's, like, I think oh, it's oh, we gotta, we
1: gotta... Well, quick, I think it's It's more like...
0: Um, ...system for a while. Right. Make sure the other projects know that
1: we're still working. Beep the bits. <laughs> Press the buttons. <laughs> Solder this. That's totally what we do all the time. i just wondering. <laughs> like, I was going to say, it's live. I, I think it's more like when you get a new project manager, or like a new, new guy in charge. I think everybody under him is sort of like, okay, we'll just keep doing the same thing because what's going to happen? And then the guy who comes in, I think it's either like his responsibility or it's just what he does where it's just like, okay, we're going to shake stuff up now because like I'm in charge, right? So like there's usually some sort of shakeup. Maybe it's not big, but it's like, this is the way I do things. And here's what we're going to do. Like if I don't like my department to be div- divided up into three different groups. I like four groups or like, I feel like this alignment doesn't work. We need to align the groups in this manner with new leads or something like that there's usually some sort of shake up
0: or like I don't like that island in South Korea so let's bomb it
1: well or like it's like um, I don't like that people don't respect me and there's that island that nobody cares about so <laughs> <laughs> let's go bomb it
0: this will get us some respect
1: yeah yeah, I don't know. It's it's very strange. Um, I'm very confused about the whole thing. I, I guess I just got to play out, man. Like let those birds fly, you know. So here's here's a question though: If you
0: were uh, in a decision-making position, and North Korea has sunk a South Korean ship,
1: that yeah, and that is tough.
0: Over, shelled a uh, an island and, and, like, killed some... I don't know if they killed civilians or military personnel, but there were definitely civilians on the island. And then they're saying, like, okay, if you have these military exercises, you know, it's over, we're going to war. If you're in a position where, you know, you know that uh, the U.S. is the, you know, biggest military power in the world, uh... At some point, you want to see things different in North Korea, and ideally that would be a peaceful transition of of things from you know an autocratic dictatorship to a democratic uh, state with human rights and that sort of thing. But do you do you call their bluff, or do you say okay, 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 give them some more time, back off, you know?
1: You know, it's just, it's, I think this is probably the kind of stuff that, you know, uh, makes the president age. You know, they show those pictures of the presidents before yeah. they come in and before they come out, you know? It's like all the stupid all stuff. Right here. Yeah, yeah, it's like all the stupid stuff with Congress and this and that. It's like, yeah, that stuff's annoying, you know? But it's like to sit in the situation room or wherever they sit and talk about. It's like, this is the stuff that really could change the world, right? And its it's funny because these guys, if they didn't have that nuclear weapon it'd be over, you know, it'd be like, all right, guys, let's, you want to go to war, let's go to war, like, we'll, we'll just blow you out of the water, yeah. but, and it's, like, it's ironic that we treat all these other guys with more respect when they have a nuclear weapon, which is exactly the opposite of what, you know, we wanted to, it's, like, that's exactly what they wanted when they got this nuclear weapon, right, it's, like,
0: yeah.
1: we're scared of them now that they have the weapon, and that's why, you know, that's why Iran's doing it, that's why all these other, India did it, that's why Pakistan did it, it's, like, okay, well, now we can't mess with you, so... You know, and it's a very difficult situation because you always want to placate, right? I think like it happened in World War II when what Germany took like Poland or something like that, or and then people were like, okay, okay, you can have Poland, just don't, just, just don't take another country, all right? You know. And then, <laughs> but and then, I
0: want
1: another country. And then he, and then he took some other country probably, and it's like, okay, come on, guys, like just, just chill, you know? Please, come on, you know? And then it's like they started bombing. I don't know. He they took France or something like that. I you know I'm obviously butchering World War Two history, but it's like I think something where it's you like okay, well, what was that?
0: I said you watch a lot of History Channel, don't
1: you? No, no, I don't watch any History Channel. I, I went to I went to high school, and that's about all I know about World War Two. <laughs> but anyway, it you seemed like talk about World
0: War Two in high school. I probably would have paid attention to the history class more. Oh, really? Like but, yeah, I like. I mean. I don't know, I was I was kind of I don't want to say a militant kid, but I was into military history and that sort of stuff. And I think if they had talked about that kind of stuff more often, I would have probably been more into history class.
1: Yeah, well I mean we, we I mean we were fortunate enough to learn this stuff in, in high school and I mean that's what I remember. Obviously it's been a long time, but I mean it seemed like you know, you always wanna placate and it's like ironic cause the terms that you placate with are just sort of like Sometimes in, 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 in a sort of outside point of view, they're just ridiculous. It's like you just gave somebody a country. You know, it's like, that's not really placation. That's just like, I don't know, wishful thinking, I guess, right? <laughs> like, if a guy takes over a country, you're probably going to do it again, right? And it's like, it's sort of like where that, uh, when, when you get a, one of those Independence Day type movies where it's like, the line must be drawn here. And then you cross that line, but just by like an inch, and it's like, okay, 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 the line must be drawn here, right? <laughs> It's only when you <laughs> egregiously go over, it's like, okay, you know, we got to take you out now. And it's like, okay, you know, they sank a ship. Um, it's questionable as to where it lo- was located, and we don't have... It's like we have overwhelming proof that you bombed it, but we don't have video proof of it or something. We just don't want to start a war with you guys, right? And then yeah. they bombed an island, and it's like, I-, I think they had some excuse. and It's like, okay, okay, fine. Well, we're taking away... It's like you take away all their excuses, and then, until, and, then, and then when they do some sort of island attack, it's like, okay, well, we have to bomb you. But now this nuclear weapon is really like this looming elephant in the room. The proverbial elephant in the room where it's like, we can't do anything because you guys will bomb us and we're very scared of you. And Japan is scared, China is scared, Russia is scared. I mean, I don't think the U.S. cares at all, right? It's like, we're, we're way too far away for them to harm us. But it's like, you know, some major countries are over there and things could really escalate.
0: Well, I think the U.S. cares a lot.
1: No, I mean, not as much I don't, as Japan, I don't, though.
0: I don't, I don't, yeah, no, definitely not. But I don't think that... Uh,
1: I mean, that's that, all I meant to say. I mean, it's yeah, like, you know, we don't... You know, it's like, all right, you want to nuke yourself. There's no fallout coming our way for a while, so it's fine. You know? Right.
0: Where our existential safety is not a concern.
1: Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah. Literally existential but safety. Fears. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's 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 well, a very, I don't know, I, I just don't know what to do, because it's like, I, I think maybe you have to go, like, covert ops and have your CIA guys go in there and murder murder those two guys, or what, I don't know.
0: Wow! <laughs> there it is,
1: folks. I mean, that's, I mean, it's it's like, that's why we have those guys, right? I mean, you know those guys are plotting it all the time, right? <laughs> if you're going to have a CIA, and you're going to have I black have ops and all that stuff, mean, then just... Then let them do their work, I guess, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, did you hear about, uh, I mean, this sort of a side story, but did you hear about, um, there's two Iranian nuclear scientists who both, like, had murder attempts on them recently. Oh, wow. In Iran. Huh? So I guess, like, I, one of them was killed. Okay, so the two of them were with their wives, I think, and they are both in separate cars. And on the same day, um, they were car bombed somehow. I think, like, some motorcyclist had come by and attached a bomb to the car each car individually on the same day and like blown them up. And uh, one of the scientists was killed and his wife was badly injured. And one of the other uh, on the other car, I think both of them were badly injured, but neither of them was killed. I I think, I think. But it's like they were saying that it seemed like it was the work of the Israeli, uh, you know, intelligence or with like help from the U.S., uh. And it's just. Do you like- remember
0: a few months ago? I think we talked about. We may have talked about it on the podcast, but there was that like, that murder that happened, at, on one of the. I think in one of the Gulf states, uh, the Persian Gulf states, that was like of a Hamas official, and it all got blamed on, uh, Mossad, Israel's intelligence uh, organization, and they were like, "Oh no, it wasn't us," but they it sort of was them, and there's like like everybody that it was you, you know, like, here, look, we have videos of all
1: these people. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but that's, yeah, it's like similar sort of stuff. It's just like, well, uh, I guess that's the way to go, right? I mean, like, if you don't want them to have a nuclear program and you don't want to go to war with them, then you have these people who just don't exist. And, I mean, that's that's kind of what... I mean, You know, all this stuff is just like Tom Clancy movies and stuff like that. But, I mean, as I understand, we have some sort of CIA covert operations department which goes around and does crazy stuff. And they've been doing this for the last 30 years. So... But is
0: that... I mean, is that justifiable if you're a nation that upholds, you know, rule of law and, and human rights and, you know, uh, that sort of stuff?
1: You know, uh, I think... It isn't, of course, but um, you know, when they say all's fair in love and war, I think we're talking about war right now, right?
0: But you haven't had a declaration of war.
1: Yeah, but I mean I think I don't have we declared war in the last thirty years anyway? I mean like I don't know if we've declared war on
0: we declared war on, on terror.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't I think, think there was that, necessarily I think there a,
0: must have been a there must have been a declaration of war on Iraq and
1: they, on the,
0: Taliban like but here's the weird thing because like we went into those places and then we were like well we're actually Iraq's friend and we're Afghanistan's friend we were just the enemies of that government
1: exactly so I mean it's like I feel like the new conflict is not like nation-states against nation-state right it's not like oh we declare war on you it's like we're going to escalate and do this stuff and take out these people but it's not necessarily country per se it's like sort of an organization or cause or whatever but you know, I I think like I mean the things you hear about the CIA and like, and uh, I mean not to say CIA over and over again. I'm sure this is coming up on some sort of strange um, digital filter, and we're gonna I'm gonna get questioned in a week and a half or something like that. But uh, this this uh, this organization I keep referring to, and some other first organizations. I'm sure. I mean instead of taking over governments and like you know taking down dictators you don't like, well that's exactly what I was I was advocating. But. Um, I'm just saying, like, instead of what they did in Iran, like, with the Shah and, um, you know, in Central America, where they're worried about communism or whatever. I was like, I'm not worried about communism. I'm not worried about their, their economy or the way they're doing things. I'm worried about them, like, going around, you know, brandishing this nuclear weapon and acting nuts. You know, if you want to put somebody in, po- somebody in power who's a communist, yeah, do what you want. You know, if you want to put somebody in power who is, like, going to do whatever they were doing in iran or do whatever they were doing in you know, Nicaragua back when the u.s. was involved in those places Then I, I guess it's okay i mean maybe i'm just missing the whole picture but here it seems like this is a legitimate use right or even cuba like i mean all right castro is communist who cares right as long as he's not like doing the whole Cuban missile crisis thing whatever let them do that let them do whatever they're doing down there but these guys they're just like they're making it very difficult for everybody they're like, they're, like, taking out ships from South Korea. They're bombing islands. I don't but, know. But, now, wasn't
0: wasn't the justification for invading Iraq that uh, Saddam Hussein possessed weapons of mass destruction, which sort of posed an existential threat to, if not the U.S., U.S. allies in the entire region and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, like...
0: Justified? A preemptive strike, which is, isn't that the same thing as sending in, like, a black ops team and assassinating
1: somebody? But this is not for, I mean, okay, yeah, but at the same time, they've, they, I mean, there's proof that they, like, shot down you're right. a, a, a ship, right? Or a submarine or something. Right. And there's proof yeah, that they've bomb an island. They have struck. They've, they've, they've they been have struck. Prov- provocating. Right? And it's like, yeah. yeah, you're an idiot and you have weapons of mass destruction, but luckily you haven't used them yet, so what can I do? You know, you're your own state, I'm my own state. That's it. You know, we have diplomatic channels to go through. But here we've been begging and pleading with you and now you're like rattling sabers and stuff like that. And it's like Yeah, you're nuts. And we have these people who are, you know specially trained for this sort of stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not advocating it. I don't like it.
0: you should be a diplomat, and you should go into negotiating rooms, and you should just be like, "So here's the deal. Um, oh. <laughs> you're nuts, and look at these. I mean, I'm just saying, these guys here, they know how
1: to, you know, I mean, do this sort of stuff. You've heard stuff about us, right? I mean, you know, we it, we. <laughs> you've you've seen the movies, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> they're all true. You know what? I, here's a here's a gift. Uh, it's called Red October, <laughs> and all the present you know, or uh, Clear and Present Danger. Just 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 pop these in, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know, Born Identity, you know. <laughs> it's all true, everything. I mean, you know, truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. You know what I'm saying, Kim? Come on. <laughs> Can I call you Kim?
0: Oh. Kim Jong-il, I thought you were talking to your wife. No, no. I thought, you thought I was quiet for a second. I'm like, what? what are you talking about?
1: No, I don't Ill. know. Ill.
0: I think he probably goes by ill. <laughs> Brother ill. Sup up, ill? How you doing? <laughs> like, I'm ill. I mean, I'll be... That's I mean, I mean... <laughs>
1: how he introduces it, though. MC ill. He'd be ill <illing>, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'd be ill Womp, 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 womp,
1: womp. Should we call it there? Yeah. After that blasphemy of, of uh, world history and diplomacy, I I don't know. Yeah, Get
0: your news here, kids. And <laughs> analysis from the people who know best. The irregular search for truth.
1: Coming to you I'm with sorry. a high school education. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, this has been the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. And I'm sorry. (laughs) Catch you next time. All right. Which hopefully is somewhat more regular than the last time.